Today's daf is Ayin Vav in Ksubis, as we learned from Four Shlema Four, Yosef Zero Ben Chaim Michal and Elosef Ben Ruma. Another reminder to do proofful before the year is out. Um, so we have, we're up to about the, the end of the sixth line on Ayin Vav Manal. What was the discussion in the Mishnah? We'll see that uh, the Rabbanan said the Rabbanan said in the Mishnah that if a man, a woman has a, a obvious blemish and he marries her anyway, he can't have any complaints. Because, uh, because you know, he can't claim that he didn't know about it to make a toast. Uh, even if there's a bathhouse in the city, uh, he could have sent some relatives to check her out. However, if those things aren't the case, these are women, we're talking about blemishes which uh, were hidden that he could not tell. Um, and then it turns out she had a blemish. So the mistress said, according to Mary, it depends. If she's still at her father's house, she's just betrothed, he hasn't married her yet, then it's the father's obligation to bring proof that she didn't. Get the blemish until after the Arison. So it's the, it's the husband's tough luck, and he has to pay, uh, and he has to um, uh, pay the ksuba because uh, it happened in his, in his, uh, it, under his jurisdiction, the blemish. If it was in the father's, if it was in the husband's house, in other words, he only found out later on that he has to bring proof that it happened before they got engaged and it's her fault and he doesn't have to pay the ksuba. So the Gemara first had a discussion, it seems to be. Uh, the first part of the mission seems to go like Rabbi Yoshua, who says that you look at the social soccer, the husband doesn't have to pay, no matter what, no matter where it was, whether whether she was still at home at her father's house or whether she was married, it's uh, the husband doesn't have to pay. Uh, on the other hand, the end of the mission says that the husband has to bring proof, sounds like, goes like Rabbi Lezer, who we paskin, uh, Rabbi Mleel, rather, Rabbi Mleel, who we paskin, that she's believed. Why? Because she has a chazak of a goof, meaning. She wasn't born with a bunch of, we're not talking about a blemish that was congenital. She was okay. And uh, somehow she developed a blemish later on. Maybe, presumably, the presumption was that she was okay until that point. And for she has a cheskes aguf. So therefore, the first opinion of the Gemara was that the Mishnah, the first part of the Mishnah goes like Yeshua, the second part goes like Mulil. And it really makes a difference where, where uh, she was, where she, the blemishes were uh, were found upon her, whether she was in her father's house or her husband's house. The first part of the Mishnah goes like Yeshua, that says that the husband doesn't have to pay. It's upon the father to bring proof that the mum happened later on after they got engaged. And the second part of the mission goes like Mulil says, no, that um, it's on the husband to bring proof. Why? Because the chazak of a guf is much stronger than a chazak of mammon. Presumably we're talking the husband still has the money. He has to pay the ksuba. The, the girl has a chazak of a guf. And the Gemara went through that discussion. Then we had an opinion in the Gemara. Rabba's opinion was no. That it all goes like a Mulil, like we possibly like a Mulil, that we believe her. But the first part of the mission says, look, if, you, if it was in her Rishus, uh, probably if, if she was still at her father's house, presumably the mum happened there. And if it was in the husband's house, presumably happened later on. And the Gemara went on to explain that there's two Chazakas in the case of the Cheskas Aguf. If she's, if, um, if, uh, if she's still at home, she has a, um, if, if, if the husband brings proof, in other words, in both cases, we say, that it's upon the husband to bring the proof, but what's the issue over here? So if it was in the father's rishus, so what does she have? Until she until she got engaged, we say she is a chazaka. That number one, Adon Mafayis per moment, and number two, he would have checked. Well, and find someone that he wouldn't have accepted that, and the person wouldn't uh, drink from a cup that uh, that unless he checked it. So that's a proof for her. For her, but on the other hand, Mishas Arsa. If she, if you, if if he only has proof that the moment happened afterwards, so number one, so that's against him. 
On the other hand, there's a chazaka, he wouldn't have accepted it. But we also, she also has that she was okay until then. If the proof is that she had the mum before they got engaged, so she doesn't have a chazaka guf at the time, the key is when they got engaged. That was, uh, we explained yesterday, according to Rav. And now, Ravashi on, I am Vavmanaf on the sixth one, Ravashi Amar, Reisha, the Reisha speaking of Marla Abbi, I'll tell you the difference. Yes, it all goes like Rav says, it goes like from Malio. You don't have to say the Mishnah is talking about two different two different sheets. The first part is Rav Yeshua, and the second part is from Malio. The whole thing goes like Malio. But what? In the Reisha, Marla Abbi, it's not as strong a claim as saying the money belongs to me. What happened? The Reisha was speaking about before, while she was still in her father's house. If she gets divorced at that point, who gets the ksuba? The father, because it's only Arison. If you're talking about if there is a ksuba, it goes to the father. So here we're saying her claim is she, who has a cheska guf? She has a chazaka guf saying that the blemish didn't happen until now. She wasn't born that way. But her claim is my father, my father has some money. You, you owe my father money, but the father doesn't have the cheska guf. She does. So Rabashi makes that fine difference and says the Rasha monala abba so therefore, her claim isn't so strong, even though, yes, we're going like Malil, but her claim isn't that strong because, because the father's making the claim. Manala Abba, my father, my father is owed money from you, but I'm the one who has a cheskes guf. That's not a strong. Seifa, Manalibiyatcha, the Seifa where she's already married, there she has a claim. Manalibiyatcha, listen, you owe me money. And we say the chazak of guf is stronger than a chazak of mamon. So therefore, her chazak is stronger than the husband's chazak that he has the money. And therefore, the husband has to bring proof. If he can't bring proof that the mum happened before the Arison, he has to pay up the Ksuba. That's how Ravashi learns. We have a call, even though Rameyer says this difference in the Mishnah between where it was where it was found in the father's house or, or her husband's house. And by the way, husband's house means if they're married, even if sometimes the son-in-law lives, they're living at the father-in-law's house, that happens, right? They get married, live, still it's considered the husband's rishos because they're married. Um, uh, so this kasha was asked, if it's a mum that could have happened from her father's house, it was likely it could have happened there. The father should bring proof, even though she's married already. Why? If she's married already, she's making the claim. She's when she's married, she gets the ksuba. So if Ravashi makes a difference between in the first case where there's only betrothal, so my father's making the claim, but I have the chasaka, not so strong. The father's to bring proof. In the Seifa, the second part of the Mishnah where she's married already, her claim is you owe me money. And I have a chazaka guf. You have the money, but I have a chazaka which is stronger. So why, if that's the case, still, why do you say that, uh, that the father has to bring proof? She is a stronger proof. What's the difference if it's a, what kind of a moment is? He's motivated by moment or really that it's possible it came from the father's house. We're assuming all kinds of six fingers, but they're born that way. Nobody grows one afterwards. So here we know this is a natural thing. It's going to be as if she has an extra finger. So in a case like that, in a case like that, so then we say it's, it's incumbent on the father to bring proof, not the husband, because she has an extra finger. You can't say, well, it just happened she grew the extra finger after the Arison, you know, to put another ring on there or something. You can't say that. Then the, fa- then the father has to bring proof. Says, more, you say it's my right, my what kind of a proof is going to be? Of course it happened before. Says, I, my Siraya, 
the Rav and Afaya. So she has to bring, he has, the proof that the father would bring is the husband saw it when he, you know, when he gave her the ring and he put it on her finger, he saw there were six fingers there, right? So if he agreed to it, he agreed. That's not a mum that a person can't live with. We're going to talk about tomorrow about mumin that people can't live with, that are just very difficult to live with. This is not something. So that's what we're talking about. That's a, that's a different case. And that's, again, a case of something which was obvious and he accepted it and it's not something that's difficult to live with. That's a special case. So here we have these different things. Yudah says the name is Shmuel. Again, this is a common thing. You always have, the Yudah was a Talmud of Shmuel, but we're going to have a debate about what he said. Rebbe Shmuel says the following thing. Listen to this case. It's a different case. One person, person number one, has a cow. And the person number two has a chamor. And they decide to exchange one for the other. right? So what happens? The person who owned the donkey, the owned the chamor, he made a mashiach on the part, he made a kenyan. And at that point, that point, who gets the, at that point, the chamor is automatically transferred into the hands of the Baal HaPara, the one who owned the cow before. The Baal HaChamor is pulling the para. He acquires the para. And at the same split second, the chamor goes to the, uh, the, the chamor goes to the Baal HaPara. The one who owned the donkey before, uh, the, the Baal HaChamor wants to acquire the cow and the owner of the cow wants to acquire the chamor. But, even though he acquired it at that point, the Balapara, the, the uh, owner of the cow who was once to get who acquired the donkey, he didn't get a chance to actually take physical, what do they call take possession of the chamor. the chamor died. By the time he got the chamor died. Of course, here's the question: when did the chamor die? If the chamor died before the bala chamor pulled the para, so then uh, deals off. I exchanged the para, I, I wanted the para, you wanted the, the, the chamor. And the Baal, and the, the guy who was supposed to get the Hamor says, Hey, the Hamor died before you pulled my part and deals off. So the Gemara says, Al Bala Hamor, Shmuel says, Al Bala Hamor la Viraya Shoya Hamoro, Kayim Bishas Mishichas Para. So this is what Shmuel says apparently. We'll see this change later on. The it's the 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 um uh, the it's the uh, the onus is on the Bala Hamor to prove that the Hamor was still alive when the other guy took the para. Now, the Tana Tuna Kala. And he says, you know what? A proof, Shmuel says, a proof to this is the case of Kala, our Mishnah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Now, not to, don't compare the woman to the cow and all that, right? Right? But but uh, she had a cow, right? Tanatuna Kala. You know, from, from our case of Kala. Now, which Kala? What are we speaking about over here? Here, the guy who acquired the para, right, who was acquiring the para, the Bala Chamor, he got his para at that point. So at this point, the Chamor is in the Rishus of, the Chamor is in the Rishus of the guy who originally owned the cow. Right, and yet we say no. Who is to bring proof? The owner of the, the original owner of the chamor, who already pulled the para, he has to bring proof that the uh, the time that he pulled the para, the chamor was still alive. And the proof is the case from Kala of our Mishnah. Hey, Kala, which case in the Mishnah are we talking about? Anyway, yeah. He, the bala para is making a mashiach on the he didn't he didn't make a mashiach on the chamor yet. The Bala Hamor pulled the para, he acquired the para, and at that point, his Hamor went over to the other guy. But by the time the other guy saw the Hamor, it was dead. So he says, so the guy who was supposed to get the Hamor says, it was dead before, there's no deal, deals off, you can't have my para, because at the time, at the time so why, does the Bala, why does the Bala Hamor have to be proof, right? Yeah, that's what I'm saying, oh, that's what I'm saying. He's so, trying to get the okay, opinion. okay, so that's exactly, so here's the issue. So, hey, Kyle, which case are we speaking of? Elaine McCall, we're talking about the first part of the Mishnah. The Kala Bebe Sevilla, right? She was still in her father's house, right? If, it was a betrothal already. 
And what happens? We said, okay, the father has to bring proof that the uh, accident, the blemish that, that took place afterwards. How can you compare the two cases? There the father has to bring proof that the mum happened subsequent to the betrothal because he's trying to get the ksuba. He says, you owe me for the ksuba. You're upset now with the thing. It happened in your possession. You owe me the ksuba. That's motzi mechavel varaya. There he has to bring proof. But over here, why should the balachamor, I think that's what you're asking me. Why should the balachamor have to bring proof that it was alive? He says, look, I got my para. You, you think the chamar died before? You bring proof that it died before. It's in your possession now. The chamar is yours, right? I pulled the para, the chamar is yours. So why should he have to bring proof? Why do you, why do you, what kind of proof is that from the first case? In the case of the Mishnah, the husband, the father is bringing a proof because he wants to get the ksuba. Motsi mechavel so he has to bring proof. But over here, he's trying to bring a proof simply to keep things the way they are. The bala got the para. He pulled the para. He just wants to keep his para. He, it's not motsi mechavel. Amar baba kalbeis chamiya. Uh, let's look at the second case. Maybe he means how, how in the father in the father-in-law's house. What do we say over there in the father-in-law's house? Meaning she's married already. Base Hamia in her in the husband's house, basically, right where, where he made the, in the suin already. And what do we say there? That the husband has to bring, if it was Van Christ, the husband claims blemish in the Mecca of Toes, he has to bring proof that the blemish happened before. But is still not the same. There, the, father, the husband has to bring proof. Why? Because the chazaka of the father was that, you know, the girl was okay. She was born that way. She was, we're not talking about six fingers or something like that. We're talking about she was born okay, and he has a, she has a chazaka of proof. So here, the Baal has to bring proof uh, that, that uh, to, to knock off that chazaka, to say no, even though she was born okay, but I'm going to bring proof that the blemish happened before the erisin. Here's just the opposite. The Bala Chamor has the Chazak on his side. Think about it. The Chamor was alive, right, from the time that he was born. When did it die? He's a Chazak presumption that it was alive and as late as possible. So the Chazak is on the Bala Chamor side. Why should the Bala Chamor have to bring proof for anything? He, he has a Chazak on his side. Why does he have to bring proof? There, the father, the father, the husband has to bring proof because it goes against the Chazaka of the of the father, saying that the girl was okay till now. Here, the Chazak is on the Bala Chamor side. Rashi says, The Chazak of Guf says that the animal was alive. Why should the Balachmor have to bring a proof? I think this was the Balachmor. No, no, no. The Balachmor made the Mashiach on the Par. Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Balakor did nothing, right? He did nothing. Did nothing, right? Even though I would have thought that he also has to make a machine. No, no, no. That's Khalif. And the way Khalif right. works is if I, I take your pen, you get the Khalif. But in essence, the Balakamor is doing for both people. He's making here the Kenyan. That's right. The that's right. Therefore, yeah. I would say yeah. he has to establish both facts. Okay. But the point is, he doesn't because once he pulled the part of the person, his wishes. The owner of the para right. saying so at that moment, at that moment, at that moment the, the, the deal is done. The Khalifa is done. Right. Right. done. So now the now the Baal Par says, I didn't get a Hamar. What do you mean? Most of the Hamar did it for both. He's yeah, yeah, okay. Both yeah, that's a that's a nice uh, thing, but that's not Motsi Mikhail of Arayah. Why? In other words, the, the Bala Para is the one who's trying to get his Hamar now. The Bala Hamar is happy. I got my para, right? He made him Shikhar. Now the Bala Para is saying, Where's my Hamar? He's he's the one who's being Motsi. 
It's it's done already. The deal is done because that's the that's the chalipim. But this is a unique situation. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well that's that's right. not for both. It well, works with the I mean, way chalipim works is that as soon right. as I get mine, you get the other one. Right. You're right. He, he is making it for both, but so what? So he's making he's the kid for both, but he has nothing to prove. He has nothing to prove. He says, "Yeah, I made the I made the chalipim for both. Yeah, I got it. Now we're done. Let's go home. I go home with my Torah. You take the chamar. Oh, time you found the chamar. By the time you woke up and went to find the chamar, it was dead." It happened afterwards, not before. You want to say you want the money, you should prove it. So why should the Balachamor have to prove it? Where do you have a roof to prove this? I'll tell you what the proof is. I'll tell you this. The Kala is really in her father's house, like we said before. So he said if it's in her father's house, right? So that's different because the father's then trying to take money. He's that's different. He has to bring proof because the father's trying to get the ksuba. That's most of the variety. That's why the father has to bring proof. Here, the Balachamor is not trying to get Balachamor is happy. He says, I got my part. I'm out of here. You want you want your chamor? Go prove something. Here we were speaking. We are talking about the common father's house. The Kedushin. What do we mean by that? What happened over there? There was a transaction. It was Kedushin, right? So the father for this young girl took the money. He got a, he got a diamond ring, right? The husband now says, I want my diamond ring back. It's not simply that he, sure, the, so the father has to bring proof. The father has to bring proof that what, in order to get the ksuba, that's Motsim Chavero. No, here we're talking about the father wants to keep the diamond ring. That's what we're talking about. That's the comparison. Just like the Balachamor wants to keep, what, what, is, what does the Balachamor want to keep? His para, right? He wants to keep his we're not, we're not saying he has to bring proof that the Chamor died later on in terms of the Chamor. He wants to keep his para. The proof is from the Mishnah. That's what we said. The proof is like Kalman based meal, the Kedushin, meaning he wants to keep the diamond ring. I'm making it a diamond ring. It could be a Shava Prutta too, but he wants to keep the Kedushin. That's what I mean. Tema, don't say I'll leave it to Mandamar Kedushin, Lav Litibunas. Don't say this goes according to the Mandamar of Holes that Kedushin is not unreturnable. There's a sheet, right? They say it's not unreturnable. Kedushin. Let's say you make a Kedushin. Let me give an example. A man betroths a girl, gives her a diamond ring. A second later, under the chuppah, he collapses and dies. Who gets to keep the ring? So there's a machlokas. So don't say it's the one who says, no, Kedushin is not unreturnable. It's not unreturnable, meaning it's returnable. It's according, it's returnable. Oh, so it's returnable. So therefore, the father's claiming, what? What is the father's claim? That the blemish happened after the Arison, so he can keep the uh, he can keep the ring. No, don't say it's only according to him that it's not returnable. Even if you say that, like the one who holds that Kedushin is unreturnable, Meaning, if the father, if the uh, if the husband died under the chuppah after he gave her, you know, the ring, she gets to keep it, right? In other words, this is a this is that's a regular for his regular kedushin, and the, right, the you know they walked away after the chuppah, they all they he broke the he broke the uh, the glass, ruptured his foot led to death and walked away, right? Even if you say in that case, she gets to keep it. It was a good condition. Adam were there. The rabbi was there. They were all there. Everything's good. But over here, the whole thing was a suffix, right? Because we're saying it wasn't really good condition. It was a mechach dose, right? You, you know, I, I didn't know. I didn't think that uh, she had a blemish, right? So therefore, it's returnable. So that's the comparison. So what's the, so the comparison is that uh, just like in a mission, we see that the father is trying to keep the ring, Right, and he has to bring proof. So here also the Khamar is the king. Now we have a kasha. Let's say you find we had this in Hulun. Let's say you find a pin, a, a needle in the in the in the in the thick wall of the second stomach of an animal, 
Mitzadach, but if it's only protruding from one side, you remember this Mechulan, then it's kosher because it's not it's not a mortal wound, so it's not a trefa. Mishnei if it went through both sides, went through both walls, you know, as you could see it on both sides, the evening, then it's a trefa and the animal's trefa and it's not kosher, right? You can't eat. Nimsa alav kurtzadam. If you found on the needle, you found a drop of blood, you know that it was before shechita. If there was a drop of blood there, meaning the moon was there before shechita, so the shechita was no good and the animal's trefa. If there was no drop of blood there, if there was no blood on it, the animal stops bleeding. You know that that after after death, right? Post-mortem, they stop bleeding. The, the, the heart doesn't pump anymore. So if there's no blood on the needle, then the mum happened after shechita. Somehow the needle got there after shechita, and then the animal's kosher, right? Because it was kosher. Let's say where the wound is, uh, it's crusted over. You can just crust it over. Then you can tell, what does a crusted over prove? It's been there for a while, right? That the, the blood is crusted over. Then it happened three days before shechita. What happened in those days? A farmer would bring a cow to the market and sell it to the butcher, the tabach, right? Sell it to the butcher. So if, if you could tell that the that the wound had a crusted blood on it, so it was old, and therefore, where did it happen? It happened in the rishus of the farmer before he sold it to the, the you know, the, when the butcher bought it, he shechted it right away. If there's no crusted, the wound is not crusted, then it's not clear. Whoever's trying to get the money. Now, if the if the, if the butcher paid for it already, so if the tabach paid for it, if the butcher paid for it, and it's a suffolk, when did the mum happen? Did it happen in the farmer's possession or after the butcher got it? So now we're not sure if he paid for it already, he has to bring a raya, umapik, he has to bring proof. It's pretty pretty hard to bring proof, right? But let's, he has to bring proof, otherwise, must have brought raya. According to this far that Shmuel just said, that the bala hamor, he has to bring the proof, right, to keep it. Bamai bala bala the owner of the animal, the farmer, lysi raya venukam, let him bring a proof to keep the money, like we're saying here. So the Gemara says, ah, it's speaking of where the farmer didn't pay. The farmer didn't pay yet. So I'm not the farmer, the uh, butcher. The butcher didn't pay for it. So if the butcher didn't pay for it, who is to bring, who's who's looking to get the money? The farmer who sold it to him. So it's the farmer. So Mike Piska, how is that, how is that uh, um, definite? You know, how could you be, um, how could you be sure? In other words, you're saying a Muslim, don't say Muslim. You're trying to say here, according to Shmuel, that who has to bring proof? The, the uh, farmer, right? The farmer who sold the animal, he has to bring proof, right? And you say it because Motsumichaba Raya. Well, how do you know? It depends who paid the money. If the butcher paid the money, then he's, he's the one who's most of the if, if the uh, butcher did not pay, then it's the other one has to pay. If you're trying to say like Shmuel, that it's always the farmer to show that he, why do you say of Raya? You should say it's always the farmer, right? So it's the blow you off the top of the So my Piska, how can you say that? How can you say that it's, you're making it as, as, a, as an assertion that it's definite? My piscus is Rashi, but Mia, my comment, he said, if you hold that the, that the proof is always on the owner of the animal, right? Like we said, the owner of the father, the owner of the, of the chamor. So whether he's Motsi or whether he's Mamad, whether even to keep the money or whether he's Motsi, it should be the, it should be, it should be the same thing. So, so you can't say that's, that's the case. Eliki also, Ramachaskel, Ramachaskel says, you know what? We had the same before, we'll have it again in Dafei. Rami Bayecheskel and um, and Shmuel and uh, Rabbi Yehuda were, were brothers. They were both the sons of Yecheskel. And uh, Rami Bayecheskel came and said, "Don't think that these rules that my father, that my brother Yehuda enumerated, that he made in the name of Shmuel Hakim and Shmuel, 
That's not the case at all. Where the suffolk was, in other words, what Shmuel said before that the Chabalach Mar spring poop is not the case. It all depends on where the suffolk was no lot. Now, in our case, in the case of the Mish, in the case that Shmuel is talking about, where the owner of the Chamor pulled the para, at that point, who owns the Chamor? As we said, the Chamor is owned now by the Bala para, right? The Bala para, he owns it. So the suffolk was in his reshus. He has to bring poop with That's that's what Shmuel really said. The Tanatuna Kala. And you have a proof from Akala that the one who's trying to get the money, right? Like the father, he's trying to get the money. He has to bring a proof. What about the Kasha now from the same case of the, of the needle in the, in the stomach? Right? We say over there that uh, if it's a suffix, you don't know where it's in the farmer's rishus or not the rishus. We say that if the, if, the, if the butcher didn't pay for it yet, right? Why? Why? Where was the suffix after the butcher butchered it, after he after he uh, shechted it, that's where the suffolk arose. So if the suffolk arose there, according to what according to Rambam Cheskel's version of what Shmuel said, you have the one who the one who who uh, the suffolk arose in his rishus. He has to bring the proof. The answer is the other tavadami. Let's speak where the butcher paid for it. Okay, but again, umay piska. Why is that definite? Does the butcher always pay for it? But if if you're, if you're, if you're saying you said a mosem mechavel according to what Shmuel is saying now, it's not that. The one who has to keep the money is in his rishus, but whether he's trying to get the money. So say, why do you say over here? Uh, if you say why do you say According to what Shmuel said, wherever the wherever the suffolk arose and whichever rishus it arose, he's got to bring the proof. So the suffolk arose in the butcher's possession; he has to bring the proof. So why do you say over here If he if the tavach didn't pay for it, then who's the mosem mechavero? The baal behema, the farmer. So he has to bring proof. So so. Uh, uh, he has to bring proof. So why do you why he has to bring proof? It's Moshe Mechavel Raya. But why the suffolk was rose in the tabach's rishus? He should have to bring the proof even if he didn't pay for it. The answer is okay. The tabach paid for it. By Pisca, how do you know? Is it always speaking? Does the tabach always pay for it before uh, before the farmer gives it to him? He says yes. That's what he's showing you. The farmer never pays until he gets cash. Until he gets cash, he can try to collect later on. It doesn't work. So that's what he means over here. Even though he says Motzim Mechavel Varaya, we really mean to say that the Tabach has to bring the proof, right? Because we're speaking about the Tabach always has to pay. In other words, Shmuel's argument will say, yeah, uh, the, the, the one who's pulling out the money has to do it, but why does he say, why don't you just say, according to Shmuel, whoever's Rishus it's in? Because it's always in the Rishus of the butcher, because the guy would never give him the money, never give him the animal until until um, until he said, Rashi, four lines on the page, Sphere, lay the Shmuel, the Kulamasis Nechatanu. Like Rabbi said, poor Reish of a safer siata, Shemish and Nimsa, Simpan Bashuso, all of that, wherever they're in, whoever it's fine. The beginning of the mission said, if it's in the father's Bashus, she has to bring, uh, he has to bring proof. If it's in the uh, husband's Bashus, he has to bring proof. Uh, so it goes according to the Bashus in which it is. I, what over here by the off top of dummy, over here you say, in that case, why do you say Raya? You should say, whoever Bashus it was in, it was in the butcher's Bashus, he has to bring proof. The answer is, by the Tabach, he's always the Muslim Mechavero. Last line of Rashi says, even if he didn't bring Haraya Allah, according to Shmuel, he has to bring proof. In other words, what we're saying is that in that case, we say, we really mean the Tabach always to bring proof, even if he didn't pay for it, because it was in his Rishus, except he calls him the Motsa Mechaber, because in a Stam case, the Tabach paid for it before he got it. The Chumma said, 
A person who has epilepsy and he can drop, he can just drop down at any time. He can he can collapse at any time. That's like mumin shibaseser, right? Because how would the husband know about how would the baal know about it? That's only if he knows if the 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 epileptic knows when they're about to have the attack, uh, the attack, and then he goes and hides. He stays indoors, or in this case, a chi, she would stay indoors. But if it happened at any particular time, because then the husband should have seen it. Because if he goes out with her and he sees her, he can see when she uh, when she has an attack. Let's say a husband, a husband acquired, let's say, uh, a, a, let's say he all of a sudden contracted some blemish. So we don't force, we don't force him to divorce her. That's why it's small blemish that she wouldn't mind so much. But if it's a big one, says no meaning he contracted it now. says even if he had it before. he said that they contract now. if he had the moment before and she didn't say anything to Kasavar Vikiva, if she accepted, if she accepted it, what's the problem? Mandomer Hayu, but the one who said Hayu, if he had blemishes, there she would have seen it. I will know the low, low, uh, low. But if he if they can he contracted afterwards, maybe he wouldn't, she wouldn't agree to that, and you would force them to divorce her. By small moment. Small moment, we don't force him to divorce her. A moment don't, but a big one, If you say no do the Dishani Bang don't there's a difference between a big one and a small one, because if he contracted it now, a big blemish he got. He, is a, he lost his hand, uh, he lost an eye or something like that. So then you say, okay, uh, a small blemish, you know, he just got a nick or he got a scar, I don't mind. A big one, I, I do mind. But if they were, we're talking about blemishes that were there before, what's if it's big or small? She accepted it because she saw him. The answer is by a small one, she could accept it, but by a big one, she thought she could live with it, but now she sees that she can't live with it. Some say that the next line is really part of the mischief. He lost an eye, nicked the other, his, his hand got cut up, his, braglo, his leg broke probably in a manner which it can't be repaired. That says what? By only by Momentana, but by Momentana, we do force him to divorce her, to, to, to divorce her and give her a ksuba. Now, uh, doesn't make any difference. We don't make that difference. Says the Gemara. Rabbi Yochanan says the halacha over here is like Shimon Sounds like only over here. Except for three cases in different places in Shas, he always passes like Shimon So over here, it's Mashiach Yochanan only passes like Shimon In this case, he always passes like Shimon except for three cases. I'm writing in a little Rabbi Yochanan. This is a machlokas what Rabbi Yochanan said. Did he always pass in the like uh, Rabbi Shimon except for three cases, or only in this particular case over here? All right, we'll pick the finish of Marmitz Hashem. Have a good day. Epilepsy. <laughs> Epilepsy.